two-week hiatus. It is blood is thicker than ballers. This show has two brothers, two hosts, and we are ready for action. We are ready. We're excited about this episode. We talk about sports. We, we debate about sports. And today, on the day that the NBA playoffs begin, we are giving our NBA playoffs preview. We are mm. giving our insight from a fan's perspective. And we're excited. We got one host, Jonathan Exum. Say what's up to the people, John. What's up, people? I am so excited for this episode. I, you know, I feel all our episodes have been great, but this one, folks, is going to be the best ever. Yes. I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait. Yes. And I'm the other host, Robbins Exum. And there are certain shows, okay, where, you know, you're thinking about, you're doing your little research, you're doing what it is that you, you know, need to do in order to have a good episode. But there are certain episodes where it's like, man, I can't wait to start talking about this. I am excited. I'm jumping out of my seat mm. to talk about the NBA playoffs. This has been a very interesting season. We just had the play-in tournament completed. The Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. John got his grizzly on yes. and and basically uh, ousted the Golden State Warriors uh, from the playoffs. So since they lost Kevin Durant, Golden State now 0 for 2 in terms of uh, going to the playoffs. And KD is leading uh, what many people believe are going to be are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and, and they'll start there. The best team on paper. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, that's fine. On paper, because they haven't showed it on the court yet in a playoff setting, but they haven't had the opportunity until now. So we'll see about the NBA playoffs. So we're excited, man. This is a, uh, you know, like I said, a, a great show, and we're ready to, uh, to take off. So all the playoff matchups in the East and the West are set. Okay. So everybody knows who they're playing. The play-in is completed. Uh, LeBron's eye is fine, uh, I believe. I think he, I think he'll be able to see, uh, you know, for the uh, matchup against Phoenix. And we're just going to get into these matchups. So, John, I want to go to you first. Okay, there's eight matchups. Okay, four in the East, four in the West. Uh-huh. Which matchup? I probably can guess which one. But which matchup do you feel is the most intriguing? Uh, right now in this first round, East or West? Which which one do you think? All right. So I think everybody's going to assume that I'm going to select the Knicks against the Hawks. And that is not the most intriguing for me. Believe it or not, the most intriguing matchup for me is the Lakers and the Suns. Mm, okay. And the reason being, to me, second would be because to me, the the Knicks and the Hawks, I'm like, it's going to be an entertaining 
serious because there's been a lot of hoopla and you know the media likes to hype up the Knicks and, I, and I'm a diehard Knicks fan and there's a lot in that series, but I feel that the Lakers and Suns, because because mm-hmm. the argument on the Suns and why people assume the Lakers are going to beat them is because they don't have experience. The only guy that's experienced on the roster is um, that has experience is Chris Paul. My thing is the Suns, in my opinion have a really good team. Mm-hmm. And my concern is because LeBron is not 100%. And, you know, I watched the game, the playing game that they did against the, you know, Warriors, which in my opinion, as depleted as the Warriors were, to mm-hmm. be able to give the Lakers that level of run, because let's be honest here, the Warriors didn't have what is it? David Lee? David Lee's been out, right? They don't have... No, like, uh, well, Damian Lee's out. Yeah, uh, Damian Kevin Lee. Oubre's out. Oubre. And uh, yeah. Wiseman's been out hey, for a while. Right, and Wiseman's been out for a while. So mm-hmm. they literally played small ball. The key mm-hmm. to that series is going to be um, Anthony Davis. And I still have questions about Anthony Davis's mental toughness. Like mm. this, like if at any point the Lakers need him to really say that he's the man, the time is now because LeBron is not 100%. And you can tell he's not 100% because he's not driving to the basket mm-hmm. as much like he used to. Like he, like, like, like you see, he will drive at certain points in the game, but he mm-hmm. is settling. He's settling for that little jab step, jump shot, mm-hmm. jab step, pass this way. He's not like planning and like steamrolling through because honestly, I, I believe when he puts his head down and drives to the basket, there is no one in the league. I don't think I don't care in NBA history that can stop him yeah. from getting to the basket. Yeah, right? it's, it's like a like a truck coming down. Coming he is down a Mack truck, a freight train when he's when he says enough of enough of this and drives. The the thing is, and and there have been a lot of people who, who question why 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 he doesn't do that more. I I honestly believe is because he's not a good free throw shooter. Because if he if he can shoot free throws. Like Steph Curry, mm-hmm. literally, the guy could be averaging 35, 40 points a game at his current age. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he, he gets in the line enough. Yeah, because, but he doesn't but he yeah. doesn't hit enough. He's a poor he he is he is not a good free throw shooter. He's he he teeters around the 70% range. He's not a good mm-hmm. free throw shooter. And when it comes late in the game, he definitely is not a good free throw shooter. When it comes yeah. late in the game. So that's the series that's most intriguing because the thing is the Think about it. The Suns have been hearing this entire season that they're a first-round exit. Oh, yeah. Or they're not legitimate. Yeah, they're not legitimate. Legitimate, too. So, yeah, they got to prove it. Right. And and I think because people – like, do I feel the Lakers will ultimately win a series? Yes. But I think it's going to be a nail-biting series Mm -hmm. all the way through. Because of the questions of that I have about Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis is an all-world top three player in this league. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. He has he has the toolkit. He's 6'11", has, you know, guard dribbling skills, can shoot the three, can go. But, like, I need Anthony Davis to be like, okay, LeBron ain't 100%. I'm in the box. Let's get to work. 
Let me eat. Let me eat. And Mm -hmm. I have yet in his career to see that level of mental toughness where he's like, I got this. Like, he's great being a complimentary player, Mm -hmm. a, a complimentary star to another star. But I need him to be like, I'm the man now. LeBron, you you pick your you pick your spots when you want to attack, but mm-hmm. I'm going to carry this team. And so that's why I feel that that series is intriguing, but I think it's going to be tougher than people think. Yeah. And I would say that I think that is going to be a very intriguing series. I would if, listen as Phoenix. I'll, I'll say, I'll say this about this series. If Phoenix is going to win, they got to get the first two games. Mm-hmm. They get the first two games. I think they have a shot. They have a shot to take. The but the thing is, have to get the first two games. But I do believe that they could beat. Like, listen, the Lakers have no, not been great at home at all. They, they can beat them in LA, but they got to put some press on the Lakers. They got to okay. put some. They, they got to they 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 make the Lakers kind of sweat a little bit. And I think game one of any series, I think, is the Phoenix has to get game one. Mm-hmm. I feel. I feel they got to go up two zero. They go up two zero. Okay, I'm not saying oh it's it's a wrap, but that's their shot. If they got to show the Lakers, listen, man, you ain't about to run up in here. I don't care how I don't care about your bubble chip last year. We are the two C. You're the seven for a reason, and we're gonna show you why. All right, that has to be their mindset. They got to get those first two. Okay. That's, that's how I feel about that series. But right. for me, uh-huh. the series that is the most intriguing. Now, yes, I am a Brooklyn Nets fan. Full disclosure, I'm excited. I expect my squad to handle business. Right. Okay. Handle business in the first round. Uh-huh. That's, that's not the series I'm looking at. I'm looking at the series that's going to decide who I expect the Nets to play in the second round. That's going to be that Milwaukee Miami series. Mm-hmm. That series right there is going to be, I think it's going to be the most intriguing one of the entire first round. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had a chance. They, they, they could have done what, what, what the Clippers did and said, you know what? We're going to rest our guys. We don't really want to face Miami in that first round. Remember, last week they played their guys. Okay? Last week in the season, they played their guys. They could have said, you know what? Brooklyn has um, – if we lose tonight, Brooklyn go get the two seed. Mm-hmm. Even if we win, Brooklyn's playing Cleveland next game. They're going to beat Cleveland, which they did. And we can potentially still be the three seed. They played Miami. They played their guys, and they beat Miami, mm-hmm. forcing Miami into the sixth spot, which means you got to play Miami, the team that eliminated you last year, mm-hmm. okay, in the first round as opposed to the second round, which they played them in last year. This is going to be a big mm. moment because it's, it's like this. If Milwaukee is able to beat Miami, they're going to be so psyched and souped up I think they're going to be even more of a challenge for for, for Brooklyn in, in the second round. Okay. Mm. So, but if Miami, <laughs> if Miami comes out, but I feel Miami can win that series. Okay. Listen, Miami can win that series. Mm-hmm. That's 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 going to be I'm a gonna very let you interesting your point. series. That's going to be an interesting series for mm-hmm. me to to kind of take a look at because Miami is is tough, but I don't know if Miami has that same magic that they had last year. I don't know if they had that same. Uh, you know, everything worked together. Miami Heat tough kind of situation that they had last year. I think a lot of that had to do with, with the bubble. Okay. But I'm thinking Giannis was upset about what happened last year. They exposed some flaws in his game, mm-hmm. which he's been working on. I think the difference having Drew Holiday as opposed to Eric Bledsoe, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. is going to be a big deal in just a year of experience and also having like a legit home court advantage, which they didn't have last year. I mean, I don't care what you say. You didn't have a home court advantage last year. You're just playing in the same gym. So I think that's going to be extremely interesting to see how that one shakes out because Miami has good pieces. Mm-hmm. You got Jimmy Butler. You got Bam Adebayo. You have, you know, Goran Dragic has uh, played well last year in the bubble, hasn't played so well, so well this year. You know, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, they got the shooters. And uh, they're going to make life tough on the defensive end for Milwaukee. Can they score enough against the Milwaukee Bucks for an offense that's very, very potent? People don't mm-hmm. realize Milwaukee had, had, I think it was a top three or number yep. one in terms of points per game. So Milwaukee's no no joke when it comes to scoring a basketball. So as well as Miami played offensively last year, they better make sure that they get in it defensively. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be the most interesting series in my book pertaining to this first round of the NBA playoffs. So I got a question. We're not giving our predictions of the series is right now, correct? We're gonna not open. yet. Not okay. not yet. Not I just yet. want to make sure for the audience because I feel a little bit different about this series. <laughs> okay. But um I don't f- f- and for some reason I honestly feel Milwaukee's Milwaukee's gonna slap the mess out of Miami. This, that, this that, I you know what I was thinking about that yesterday. I was yeah. thinking about you know what Miami and I'm gonna tell you uh, and, and, and I'm gonna tell you and I'm gonna tell you why I think that's the case. I looked at I haven't watched a lot of Milwaukee games this season, but I watched it wasn't when, when they played the Heat. It was another game that they played. And I watched how Giannis how Giannis was because you know Giannis likes to get in the paint try to cut and drive and then teams put that box I believe you know they added Drew Holiday which I thought was what what they should have done a year prior they should have mm-hmm. really got Drew Holiday Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated point guards in the league period yeah um, yeah I think he is I think he's top tier he doesn't get the recognition he deserves he's a very good defender Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's you know, but Rob, the key thing that I that I think people are also forgetting, they also got a guy named PJ Tucker, yeah. and PJ Tucker, the one thing I think every team needs a PJ Tucker, a guy mm-hmm. that can defend, that can knock that corner three down, that can, that knocks it down where teams have to look at him. Mm-hmm. Right. They have to look at him. I believe those two additions is going to put pressure on the box. OK, because when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, what was what what the teams see? The, the beautiful thing is in the playoffs, your focus is on one team. You're not worried about who you're playing next game. You're playing that same team. So you yeah. focus your box, your box style defense. Mm-hmm. You just adjust the box style. The thing is, they already know Middleton is my Middleton is my mid-range shooter. Giannis is my guy that drives to the that drives to the basket. So what do I do? I put I put a I put someone who is who is long on Middleton to force Middleton to dump it off to Giannis. And then because I have a long defender on Middleton, because because if, if you look at the playoffs, Last year, what did they do? They put like the Heat. What they did was they put like Derrick Jones in front of Middleton. 
So Middleton yeah. can't just shoot over Derrick Jones. He, mm-hmm. has to, he has to sort of drive, kick to Giannis. And so because Derrick Jones is long, when Middleton drives, kick to Giannis, and now Giannis is diving to the basket, Derrick Jones can say, okay, let me get off because I'm long. I'm able to compensate and create this box around Giannis. So when Giannis drives, now he has to go over Derrick Jones to get the ball either back to Middleton or to another shooter. And because he has to go over the length, that gives those long guys time to recover to get to those defenders to force the ball to mix. I believe because P.J. Tucker is a corner three guy, Mm -hmm. that's going to force one of the guys in the box to stay closer to P.J. Tucker. Which then, if, you know, DiFigenzo and other guys drive to the basket, that's going to open up lanes for easy layups. Well, it's like this. P.J. Tucker's going to have him some, some open threes in this right. series. He's, he's going to get some open threes. Right. And, and he's not, going to have to knock him down. Right. If he does it, Milwaukee's in trouble. Right. But also the thing is, the difference between Drew Holiday and Eric Bledsoe is Eric Bledsoe can break his guy down and drive to the basket. So the thing is... true. Drew can do it too. Right, right. But Drew's better from the perimeter. Right. Drew's better from the perimeter. So the thing is, what I feel is going to happen is there's going to, I'm going to tell you this. This series is going to be one in the paint. And I guarantee you, Milwaukee is going to have a high amount of points in the paint because now, here's the thing they don't have Derrick Jones anymore. They got Mm -hmm. Trevor, they got Trevor Ariza, which Trevor, here's the thing. Trevor hasn't looked good to me in the last yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. He hasn't looked, he hasn't looked good to me. Yeah. You know, Butler's going to give you, Butler's going to give you what he gives you. But um, I, I, for some reason, I think this series is going to be 4 1. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah it, listen. Yeah. It's possible. I, I'll save that for, I'll save our predictions for the, for the end. But I just think that's going to be. It's, yeah, listen, it's possible, done. man. It's possible. And I think that uh, this is going to be, like I said, a very interesting series to see. I'm curious to see how, how game one kind of breaks down because that's going to tell me a lot about how Milwaukee's, you know, feeling about themselves and how much last year kind of motivated them yeah. to say, you know what, this can't happen. If we really legitimately think we're a title contender, right? these are, these are the teams we got to beat. You know? and, I th- and, and honestly, I think they're pissed. I think they're pissed about, think about it. They were number one seed multiple years and they failed. Mm-hmm. Right, they haven't made, made the finals, and I think them being a, a three seed this year is mm-hmm. motivation for them to prove that. Let's here's the thing. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up in the finals or the Nets. I, I, I'm still, I'm still questionable on on Philly. Mm-hmm. I'm still questionable on Philly, but I feel like. Out the east, if you're gonna if you're gonna ask me who's coming out, my number one choice would be the Nets. Mm-hmm. My number two choice, if it's not the Nets, would be the Bucks. Actually, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I think, and I and my mind has changed on that a little bit because in the beginning of the season, early on, I felt it was going to be Philly, but I think Milwaukee is probably going to be a bigger challenge um, than. The Philadelphia 76ers. I, I think the Sixers are very are a very good team. They're going to make light light work. I think of, of the of, of, of I said 
Chicago. I said Washington. They'll make light work of Washington. But uh, and I think Washington will probably get a game if they're hot. Maybe they'll get two. Kind of push Philly a little bit, but mm. we'll see how that goes. I pray so, for them. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing about the NBA playoffs. So we know playoffs are a big deal. All right, because obviously this is where titles get won and reputations get made. Mm-hmm. We would not have ever touched on Pandemic P if his meltdown didn't take place in the actual playoffs, okay? We wouldn't have focused on any of that um, information. So, I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. which player's reputation is on the line in these playoffs? Which player has probably the most to lose or maybe to gain in their reputation in these playoffs? You can give me you can give me two guys who you're looking at uh, one from the East Coast if you want to give uh, mm-hmm. one from the East or one from the West or if you have two players who are in the West Western Conference you know go ahead with that but which players do you feel or reputation are on the line in these playoffs? So uh, George Paul or Paul George is, is definitely going to be number one on my list. Okay. Um, and here's the thing. I asked myself this question, and this is something this is something that I've been asking myself over and over again. And I said to myself this, what would have happened if the Clippers met up with the Lakers last year, beat mm-hmm. the Lakers, and won the NBA Finals last year? Would the excuse of not being in the, of being in the bubble be that big of a deal to them? Mm-hmm. No, no, it wouldn't. But the minute they got kicked out of the playoffs, you know, it was like, oh, the, and, and here's the thing. I'm not, the, you, you know, I, I'm not saying that, you know, guys weren't stressed out or guys weren't having mental issues because they weren't able to see their family for such a long time. I get mm-hmm. that. You know, I get those things. But you started hearing there was dissension in the locker room. You know, the NBA asked teams to go there, you know. If you felt that th- this was just not something as a team you guys want to do, then you could have easily said, you know what, we don't want to participate. Mm-hmm. But you participated. And mm-hmm. then, you know, let's not, you know, discredit what happened here. You had a 3-1 lead. You were up by double digits in game five, six, and seven. Of, mm-hmm. uh, of this of the series you blew your and you know rob we may need to ref, we may need to refrain from using the words big lead big lead anymore because, because yeah there's no yeah, such nowadays, thing anymore. yeah nowadays like teams go up by 20 and then yeah. in a matter of seven minutes the other team has come back and taken the lead now yeah yeah where where everyone shot yeah has completely changed whereas you know in the era that we grew up we grew up in the 90s like mm-hmm. we grew up watching '90s basketball, and '90s basketball, you're up by 20. That's it. It, it is highly unlikely that you're going to come yep. back and win that game. Okay. Yeah. But That's nowadays, game over. people come back from 17 down, 20 down. Yeah, 20. you go up 12. You go up 12 in the '90s, man. That's it. Yeah. Once you once you win about 12 points, that's it. <laughs> yeah, oh, this yeah. game's over. And yeah. I know it's the second, it's the second quarter. We're yeah. down. We're down 36, 24. Let's go wrap it up. 
Right, because that's how it, it was in the nineties. Yeah, because defense was played so tough that it was just yeah, defense was so hard tough, hard to get a basket, and uh, it was not as prolific shooting from the three back in right. those days. Back in those, exactly. So for me, Paul George has to redeem himself. I still have questions about the team as a whole because they blew the lead. Regardless of the fact you blew the lead against a team you should have beaten. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. That team had two two players, and they didn't really have many shooters except Michael Porter Jr., who can shoot every now and again. But Michael Porter Jr. this year is a lot better than he was last year. Yeah. Um, but um, that's really all you really, you, you know, had to go against. And you blew the games. You blew both. You blew, you blew mm-hmm. all three. It lost the series. Yeah. So, now, so now it's redemption time. So Paul George, to me, has to prove – and. Here's the thing. Sit and maybe leaving Indiana is kryptonite to him. But since he's left Indiana, he has had poor playoff performance after poor playoff performance since he's mm-hmm. left Indiana. He has not yeah. had he has not had a good playoff run since he's left Indiana. Mm-hmm. And so definitely he has to be number one. He has to be number one on everybody's list. Because yeah, we need we need to see it as is Paul George one of the top top 20 guys, top 25 guys in his league mm-hmm. in terms of body of work, you know, or does he yeah. just disappear in the playoffs? So he's, so he's number one, number two to me is I'm going to have to select Giannis and mm-hmm. it's because of what he's already accomplished in his career. Usually two-time MVPs of the league Mm -hmm. at this juncture would have at least made a conference, you know, you know, conference finals to at least the, at least NBA finals, even if they lost the finals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, when you really look at it, you know, yes, there've been MVPs that have never made it to the finals. Yes, that's happened. But um, in terms of the caliber of teams that he had, he's had, a number one team for like the last three to four years. It's just this year that the team, you know, is not number one. So he has mm-hmm. a lot to prove. He has, there's a lot on his shoulders. Um, I do feel that this year may be the most dangerous year for his team um, in, in terms of playoff success that they might have. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel that um, those two guys are my picks in terms of, and then honorable mention mm-hmm. uh, that I would give is Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Yeah. You're a two-time finals MVP, which I, I personally feel it was just you on a mentally tough team. But like yeah. now when you are the guy, because let's be clear. When he won with when he won Finals MVP with the Spurs, the Spurs had Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, yep. on that roster. Okay. When he won MVP for the Raptors, right? Mm-hmm. MVP. Really, the you know the the leader of the team, the the guy that got the headspace for the team was Kyle Lowry. Okay. Yeah, he, he was he was a leader on that team. Yeah, Kyle Lowry was a leader. Kawhi is the engine 
that propelled mm-hmm. them to, you know, propelled them to win. And, you know, and they had Pascal Siakam, you know, they had Ibaka, mm-hmm. they had they had really good pieces, um, and guys who were mentally tough. Yeah, you know, yeah. you you go to the Clippers, you and Paul George, you, you guys tote yourselves as you know the team to beat the Lakers because when you look at their roster, honestly, it should be if we're looking at pure rosters. The NBA Finals should be Nets versus Clippers. Yeah, if you look at talent wise, yeah, if you look at the talent wise on, on the roster, and you were to give these mm-hmm. guys a ranking on the roster, talent wise, your your NBA Finals of of twenty twenty one should be the Nets versus the Clippers. Okay. Overall, and the reason why I say that is because you know you guys you guys got have Ibaka. A defensive player, a guy that can give you fifty points and nine rebounds, and you know, in a game, he, he yeah. still can give you that. He, yeah, yeah. And he is playoff tested. Mm-hmm. The playoff tested he's player. been there. He's, he's been he's there been to the finals. You got he's Rondo. You got Rondo, who's won two. Who is a, who has the nickname of playoff Rondo on your roster? Mm-hmm. Who yeah. his game excels when it comes to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Two-time NBA champion. Okay, you you have guys. You got guys on that roster that have yeah, been there bet. and done it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the only guy that really has a sniff the playoffs that is a good piece was Nicholas Batum. You know, okay. the, the teams that he's been on. You know, the last time he was in the playoffs when he, was when he was a, with, with Portland. But uh, yeah. but you know, he is he is a complimentary guy who can bring the ball up court. He's a tall guy. He's long. He's he's lengthy. He reminds me a little bit of Tayshawn Prince, of the Tayshawn mm-hmm. Prince style because he's a long guy. Um, okay. You know, so roster wise, they're good. So, but honorable mention definitely, I would have said, I'd say, is Kawhi Leonard because the question is, you are now the leader. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is not a he is not the the battery, because the other teams that he's won on, they had a leader. He was just the battery that made the engine go. Right. Yeah. But this time he is the leader. And if they fail, like if there's any inkling of them struggling against the Dallas Mavericks, because honestly, we all know our brother is a Dallas Mavericks fan. But honestly, I'm looking mm-hmm. at that series. That series should be 4 1. If the Clippers are. And it, may, and, it, and, it, and it probably will be 4 right. 1. I'm thinking that the Clippers, they're healthy. Right. They should be healthy. That should be a 4 right. 1. Series. They rested guys. Guys should be healthy, ready to go. If they are who they say they are, that mm-hmm. series should be four to one. Okay. Yep, because listen, one. as much as I like Luca Don, uh, as much as I love Luca, he's a poor shooter. He is a poor in, shooter. And in terms of uh, in terms of percentage from like he he takes a lot of setbacks, but he he's not bad from the perimeter. Rob, he's a poor, if, if if you look at his stats, he'll give you. 30, he'll give you 39 and nine. Mm-hmm. I, I look at, all right, how many shots did it take to get that 30 points? And it'll be like 28 shots. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, 28 shots to give you 30 points is a bad percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got 30 points, but it took 28 shots to get there. Me, I'm, I look at the possessions. I'm like, like when I see, like, you remember, when Clay was healthy, and, and I'm not gonna lie, like I miss watching Clay. Clay Thompson. Yeah, but Clay, yeah. Clay would get 25 points 
on like seven of 12 shooting. And you look at that, like seven of 12, he took 12 shots and got 25 points because six yeah. of them were threes. He's, a, he, he's efficient because he doesn't have to handle the ball. There's right. a lot of pressure, I think, on Luca to handle the basketball. Right. He's asked to do a lot, which is why Dallas is not a major contender. You can't put all that on one guy and expect right. them to be legitimate contenders. He has to run the offense, find shots for other guys, and then get his own offense. And, right. and until that changes, and there is an, a guy that's consistently there that can create his own shot and create for others, create opportunities for others, yeah, mm-hmm. Dallas is going to be a team that is, that's a – uh, middle of the pack team, they'll be that four through six. They'll be always in that range. And then that's going to be it. That's going to be the best you're going to expect from Dallas as long as they keep that roster the way it is. But right. they can make some changes. I, I think they have some money that they can make some changes. So we'll see what happens with them. Mm-hmm. All right. How about yours? All right. All right. So player reputations that are on the line. My number one player whose reputation is on the line. And by the way, I agree. Kawhi. Paul George and who and who was your other one? Giannis. Giannis. Yes, I agree with all those guys. Matter of fact, that was my <laughs> list. But mm-hmm. but I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna add some guys on there because of the fact that you already named uh, the guys that I was planning on naming. Uh-huh. My number one guy, Joel Embiid. Mm. Joel mm. Embiid. The process. The process. Embiid. They've been losing all this time. Now they finally got a squad. You got a new coach. You got uh, Ben Simmons. You got Tobias Harris. You mm-hmm. got Seth Curry. Seth Curry's been playing very well in terms of uh, his, his three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. You're the one seed now, okay? You got Washington, mm-hmm. and then the winner of the Hawks-Knicks series. Mm-hmm. Those, that's your, your first two rounds. You should be very well-rested for the conference finals. Mm-hmm. It's all you. All this talk about you know, process, you want to be MVP. Joel Embiid, what is it going to take for you to have your team in the NBA Finals? They were close, uh, you know, with Toronto and Kawhi hit that shot in the corner mm-hmm. after he, after he traveled. Yeah, he did. Okay, after he traveled and got and got that shot off, they beat the Sixers. Sixers last year didn't have Ben Simmons in the playoffs. They got knocked out in the first round. Mm-hmm. People looking at you now because. Brooklyn doesn't seem like Brooklyn's going anywhere, right? So if so, if you're gonna catch Brooklyn, better to catch them this year because if they have a year together and they got some chemistry, <laughs> game over mm-hmm. for Philly and for the rest of the Eastern Conference. They got they got chemistry. So Joel Embiid, are you going to be able to carry your team to the NBA Finals? Because like I said, if you're gonna beat Brooklyn, this is the year to beat Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Okay, they start going year two, year three. Nah, man, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Brooklyn is is going to be running that conference for at least the next couple of years. So I agree. I agree. Joel Embiid needs to show that he is the most dominant player in the game, and he is the best player in the Eastern Conference because they have the coach. I mean, and what you can say what you want about Doc Rivers, how he did not get it done with the Clippers. Um, but he has been to the finals twice as, as a coach. He does have a championship, so he's shown that he can get it done. But can Joel Embiid lead his team? Because at this point, if you don't win, okay, and like I said, Brooklyn gets stronger, Milwaukee's not going anywhere, and I'm pretty sure if New York can add a player, 
that's a potential problem for Philly. Philly may Philly's window may be closed mm-hmm. very, very, very quickly. And that, that's how this, this game is. Your window can close real quick. It can be wide open one season and mm-hmm. shut the next. Mm-hmm. So Joel Embiid, your reputation, sir, is on the line. Mm. All right. Definitely, and I a good one. That, Definitely a good one right there. Definitely a good one. Yes. And you're, you're number two. You're number two. Who's your number two? My oh man. I don't I don't want to do this, man. I don't I don't I don't feel right doing this. <laughs> I don't feel right doing this. Because I because I really like this player. Okay. Uh-huh. I really like him. I like him a lot. You know, he's not my favorite, but he's one of my favorite guys to watch. I love watching him play. Mm-hmm. I love watching him play, man. He's he's, <laughs> he's on he's on he, he's on the West Coast, man. He's playing in boy, he's playing. They're playing the Nuggets. Oh. It's, it's Dame Dollar, man. Oh, I knew you were gonna go it's there. Dame, I knew you were gonna go there. It's Dame Dame Dollar. I love Dame Dollar, but man, the reputation is off the line, bro. Yeah, and not is. to say that whether or not he's a superstar, because he's a bona fide superstar in this league. Mm-hmm. But we understand when it comes to superstars, there are levels to this. And I have to ask, when they say there are levels, oh, so-and-so got KD. They're title contenders now. So-and-so got LeBron. They're title contenders now. So-and-so got Kawhi Leonard. They're title contenders now. If so-and-so got Steph Curry, oh, man, they could be title contenders now. Can we say the same about Dane? Mm-hmm. I love, like I said, man, I love Dane. I love his game. I love, I love the way he plays the game. I love, I just, I just love everything about it. I love, I love his attitude. But it seems like whenever his team is always, and just like Dallas, right. they're in that four to six range. If somebody gets knocked out, they can come in. Remember, a couple of years ago, they were in the conference finals. And got swept by the KD less Warriors. Right. Remember, KD got knocked out. Right. Now, Golden State, and people talk about, oh, KD got added to a 73. No, remember, the 73 win team that Golden State had had Harrison Barnes, had Andrew Bogut. Yep. They depleted their all, they depleted their depth yep. to get Kevin Durant. Get Kevin so Durant. it's not the same squad. So, like, oh, they just added Kevin. No, no, no. That's not what happened. And I hate that people put that narrative mm-hmm. that, that, oh, they gutted their team. They gutted their depth, which yep. is a big key to their 73 win season to get Kevin Durant. So it's right. not the same because that allowed Kevin Durant. And, and, and I, I want to add a little gasoline to what you just said. That and this is this is the reason why our show exists, because there's a lot of mis like people look at, oh, so and so did this change. And and now blah, blah, blah. no, no, no. Me and Rob, the one thing about us, like, you know, we may have our disagreements, you know, on, on things, but when we look at certain things there, when we look at certain things with a team, we go a little bit deeper than what a lot of people do, which is at the surface level. And to your point, when they got Kevin Durant, you forget Harrison Barnes was a 15 points per game guy. Andrew yeah. Bokit was 10 and seven, you know, and a defensive anchor and, and an anchor. Because he and guess what? He allowed Draymond Green to rest a lot of times on defense because he clogged mm-hmm. the paint. He's a big Australian Aussie guy, big guy in the middle. And he 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 helped his contribution to the team was was all Draymond had to do was lead his player right to Andrew Bogut. 
right? He didn't have to, like, guard the guy all the way down to the basket. He would just guide the guy right into the path, and Bogut's there with his long arms, and the guy either has to go over Bogut this way, over Bogut that way, under Bogut some way. And and also, you remember, they depleted guys. They took guys off that team that allowed Steph and uh, Clay to rest. Like, you know, Ian Clark, Barbosa, like they lost guys. You replace them with other. So it's not the same squad. And that squad, that that depleted squad, Uh went to, uh, you know, played against Portland and swept them. They swept Portland. Like, I understand. If you lose, there's no shame in losing to the Warriors, even without Kevin Durant. But you got swept. Right. Like, broomed right out, right out the door. And also, let's not forget in that series, they were in striking distance in the fourth they quarter. Had double digit, they had double-digit leads in, I think, either two or three right. of the four games. And they lost Double-digit, okay? Right. So, Dame, it's all – it's like, like I said, I love watching Damon Lillard play. I am considering staying up to 1 a.m. to watch Denver and, and Portland. Oh, yeah. Okay? Okay, I don't like staying up 1 a.m. On, on the East Coast, watch West Coast ball. If it's, if it's Steph Curry, I'm staying up. Right. Okay. He's musty TV. He's musty yeah, TV. Curry's musty TV. Period. I don't care what right? says. Musty TV. All right. Sometimes if, it, if it's the Lakers, I don't I don't care for the Lakers. But, you know, they're exciting to watch. I may stay up. But for, for Dane, you know, I'll stay up too because Dane is so fun to watch. Yeah. But. At this point in his career, it's like, yo, are you are you that level, that Doncic level, where it's like we're gonna be in the middle, we're gonna be good for a little bit, or is there a breakthrough time for the Portland Trailblazers? Right. Is there a breakthrough time for Portland? I will. I would hope there's a breakthrough time, but the rep is on the line. You gotta beat. You gotta beat Denver in this first round, man. Yeah, because your your squad is healthy. Yeah. And you guys have been red hot um, as of late. Yep. You guys are healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, Denver, listen, as much as I love Denver, like I love what they're building. Um, the know, loss of Jamal Murray is just too much. Yeah, to me, listen, losing him is, is, is a lot. If Jamal Murray was healthy and uh, Will Barton is healthy and Monte Morris uh, is healthy, those three guys are healthy. And that's their that's their guard rotation. Okay, their main guard rotation. Yeah. Denver is a title contender. Right. Okay. And I'm not saying that oh just to be you know hyperbolic. Denver is a legit title contender. I say this: if those guys were playing, I think Denver possibly could be either the two. I mean, Rob. All right, let's, let's, they could have been. Say, they could have been the one. They, yeah, but yeah, they, they, even though Murray went down, they still were winning games. But let's just say they stayed at the three. Mm-hmm. At the three sixes, Portland and Denver, I would pick, you know, Denver would, I think, would be the favorite to win that series by far. Not by far, but they would handle Portland in that situation. Right. And I think they could potentially handle the Lakers as they played in, in that next round. Right. Because so they, got, they got the size. Right. They have guard play. And they, they have, got, they they got have all the rebounds. Because remember, they got Aaron Gordon. Yep. So so their rotation. So if if I'm Malone, my rotation right now is Jokic at center. Aaron Gordon, I'm going to put Aaron Gordon at the power and I'm yeah, going to put Michael, and I'm going to put Michael Porter Jr. at the small. 
Yep. Even Michael though Michael Porter Jordan, Jr. even though Michael Porter Jr. is six <laughs> ten. Like yeah, Rob, honestly. Small. Yeah, but six ten, Gordon is what, six nine, and mm-hmm. Jokic is what, six ten? That is a tall lineup. That means that rebounds that's how they, they go that play. Means, that means rebounds should be they should have a sizable because honestly, Portland has uh Jurkic, uh and who's their um other big really? Is uh is uh what's the guy that gets hurt every year? Collins, is he healthy this year? No, no, no. They got um Javel McGee. McGee's their backup um center. Zach Collins plays for Portland. Right. So Zach Collins. So, so yeah, I, I'm talking about Portland. They got Yurkic. Oh. Yeah, they got Yurkic, and they got Zach Collins as their Zach Collins. Zach, Zach Collins hurt is hurt every year. I don't think yeah. he's every time I watch Portland, he's in the suit. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think he's playing. Right, but then yeah, and then Denver. So Rob, honestly though, when you look at it, they they should have a sizable rebounding edge. Denver. Well, yeah, their size. I mean, because Portland they got a lot of tall, play, they play they got a lot of tall trees. Yeah, yeah, Portland's place. I mean, listen, the backcourt is is a mismatch. Like Dame and uh, CJ McCollum are, are going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner all over Denver's backcourt. Right, but um, can the front court make up the difference? And it's a sizable, I think, advantage for them. York is going to have to play thirty five plus minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to have to play well against uh, Jokic. So yeah. we'll see how how that, how that works out. And, All right. You know it's funny. Um, I don't mean to, to jump off this yet, but they both were on the same team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just sitting there fathom. I'm like, they were both on the same squad. Yeah, but they got to start. Like Nurkic, like you said, is the starting center in this league. You know, yeah, he's a he's a starting center. So yeah, there's no way that you could have kept him. Because you'd have to pay him some money in order to, to keep him on that squad. Yeah. So uh, those are, you know, the players whose reputations are on the line. We talked about the series that we feel oh, is. Did you, um, did you have an honorable mention? Because you named Embiid and. Uh... No, those are those are those are the two main ones. Like I had a lot of the same guys that you had, but those are the two main ones. That All I right. Had in terms of the players whose reputations are on the line, so. We're gonna go into prediction time. Okay? All right, <laughs> my we're gonna go part. into prediction time. Woo! We're gonna go into prediction time. So we're gonna hit up the Eastern Conference first. Yep. Okay. Let's go. We're gonna hit up. We're gonna hit up the Eastern Conference first. So we're gonna start straight from the top. One eight Philly and Washington. The Sixers were three and zero against the Wizards during this uh, during the regular season. What are your thoughts on how quickly Philly's gonna win this? This series will be 4-1, and they're going to get one game because, you know, Westbrook is going to have a magical triple-double game. Beal will have 40 points, and they'll be able to get one game. I feel that the Wizards will get one game because um, Philly Philly has potential of falling asleep in a game. Um, mm-hmm. So that series will be 4-1. Yep. Yep. If it goes, lo- if it goes longer than that, it's a disappointment for the Philadelphia Center Sixers. 4-1, that series. Yeah, I think it's going to be 4-1. I think uh, Philly matches up very well against Washington. Bradley Bale and uh, Westbrook may have their games, but I think that's going to be it. Uh, Washington just does not have enough uh, defense to stop Joel Embiid. He's going to foul everybody out in the Wizards front court, and their defense is going to shut all that, um, you know, Russell Westbrook magic down. So I say 4-1. 
the Philadelphia 76ers will advance to the next round. Mm-hmm. Then we got the 2-7. We got Boston mm. against Brooklyn. The Nets were 3-0 and against uh, Boston this season. Boston, of course, without Jalen Brown. They've had injuries all season. Brooklyn's big three is together. They're healthy for the moment. Uh, let's hope that is the case for the entire playoffs. And, of course, Brooklyn is a heavy favorite as a lot of people expect them to advance to the uh, NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go first on this one because I am a Brooklyn Nets fan. Yes, you are. I'm going to let everybody know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I got Brooklyn going 4-1 in this series. What? 4-1. Four, four, oh, four, wow. 4-1. I, I, think, I think there's going to be a game where Boston will get them in game three. I would not be surprised if we're able to sweep them. But Boston, Boston got some... They got some pride on there, and they have a special player in, in uh, Jason Tatum. I think they'll get 4-1. Now, if the Nets sweep Boston, that's going to tell me a lot about how the kind of uh, attitude and whether this team is locked in. But 4-1, I got the Brooklyn Nets mm. uh, eliminating. You are, you are generous. Jalen Brown is not playing in this series. This series mm-hmm. is going to be 4-0. The oh, only wow. game that's going to be – it's going to be four zip. The only game that's going to be competitive is the game four. And that's the only game that won't be a massive blowout. I don't care if the Nets sit Kyrie, Kyrie out the series and just play with Harden and, and, and Durant. I don't care if Durant says, you know what? I'm not playing this series. Uh, uh, Kyrie and Harden can go. This is a four zero. Listen, this is four zero. You can do all three of them playing. You can do two of them playing. This is 4-0, okay? I, listen, I love Tatum. I do. I think he's great. What's going to happen after this series is after, after, after the 4-0 sweep, a couple of days will pass, and then the Boston Celtics will, will fire their coach. Wow. Do you think so? Yes, I think he's going to get fired. Um, I think... I think in the back of his mind, he kind of already knows it's going to happen. Um, but I feel that the organization needs a reset and a retooling. The only two guys, they've, they've done a poor job with all those number one picks that they had in terms of drafting and building a bench. The only thing that they hit on was Brown and Tatum. They need – those are the only two guys that need to be on the roster next season. They need – they you can't get rid of Kemba Walker though. He made so much money, nobody's Listen, gonna get that contract. You're gonna have to. You can't. You can't trade Kemba Walker. You're not trading Kemba Walker. Mm. Nobody's taking that contract. Buy him out. Ah, no, it's not gonna. That's not gonna work. Buy him out. You, um, hey, you went to bed with Kemba. You gonna stay in that bed with him? Yeah, I just, I, I don't think Boston is, is where he needs to be, to be honest. Um, but that will be four zero. This series is four zero. I'm sorry, okay. Jason. Um, Jason, I'll be waiting for you in a, in Atlanta because he, he tends to come down to Atlanta a lot. I'll be waiting for you after that series, bro. Let's okay. go. Let's go out and chat. Four zero. Okay. All right. So next series we got is the Milwaukee Bucks, the, the three seed against Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee took two out of three games against Miami during the regular season, and uh, also noted, okay, is that Jimmy Butler did not play. Any of the games against Milwaukee, he missed all mm. three games against the Milwaukee Bucks, including the last game that they played a couple of weeks ago, in which uh, Milwaukee kind of sealed 
uh, Miami being locked into that sixth seed. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts, John, on Milwaukee, Miami part two? Milwaukee, Miami part two. Listen, a, a lot of people may be like, John, you make you you crazy Four one. This is going to be listen, Milwaukee's going to show you how angry they are. I believe this series will be four one. I don't think, honestly, Miami has enough on the offensive end. I don't think Miami, their defensive intensity is the same as it was while it was in the bubble. Um, I expect them, I expect Milwaukee to to break to beat the brakes off this team this series, and it's going to be 4-1. Oh, boy. I, listen, I think this is going to be a very interesting series. I think Milwaukee is going to win. I just don't think it's going to be in five games. I think this one may go the full six. Or seven. Mm. I think this one, I think this one will go. I think this one will go to six games. Mm. I don't think it makes it to seven. I think Milwaukee will take it four two. Um, they're gonna have to earn some tough wins. And I think Drew Holiday is gonna be the difference of why they're gonna earn some of those tough wins in those close games, as opposed to some of those losses they had last year. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee will take care of Miami in six and that bubble effect, which I feel was a big deal. Last year, think about it. If Miami and Boston get kicked out in the first round, the Eastern Conference Finals from the bubble is out in the first round. That's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know, like the bubble was like the bubble was quite interesting in terms of how kind of effect it had on people. But that could be the case where you had both Eastern Conference teams, uh, Eastern Conference finalists uh, from last year in the bubble out, out mm-hmm. of the NBA playoffs in, the, in round one. All right, last series in the Eastern Conference, we mm-hmm. had the four-seed New York Knicks against the five-seed Atlanta Hawks. Mm. Trey Young and Julius Randle. Julius Randle dropped 240 pieces against mm-hmm. Atlanta. <laughs> and uh, the New York Knicks uh, swept the season series three games to none. And as our resident Knicks fan, you have to mm. go first yes. on this one. What is your prediction for the Knicks and the Hawks? Um. Believe it or not, I think it'll be 4-2. Four 4-2 two. Four two Knicks. 4-2 Hawks? Oh, okay. 4-2 Knicks. No, no, no. 4-2 Knicks. I expect the Knicks to win this series. A, because <laughs> defensively, they're they're mentally tough. Um, I do feel because of the offensive potential that the Hawks have, the, the, the Hawks will, will probably get one or two games. I'll give them two. Um, but I feel that the Knicks will win this series four games to two. Okay. I feel Hawks stand up. They're okay. going to make it. They're going to go to seven games, but they're going to lose. The Knicks are going to beat the Hawks in seven. And the reason why is because the Knicks play defense very well. They're not a very elite offensive team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's going to be what kind of uh, is going to be the undoing in the, in the playoffs. They, I don't think they can consistently get buckets if, teams can scheme you know, their defense around Julius Randle. The only issue is that I don't think the Hawks consistently can play good defense mm-hmm. um, or enough defense to overcome uh, the Knicks. I just don't think that with the ability of New York to defend and kind of shut down the paint, you need some elite scoring in order to beat the New York Knicks. Or you need defense that is going to you know, create turnovers and allow you to get easy buckets against New York's defense. Alfred Payton is going to be a big, a big key in this. Series. Yeah. And honestly, okay. If, if, if I'm uh, Timmy, uh, uh, 
Tom Thibodeau, um, I think it's time to make that switch and make Derrick Rose the starting. The starting. Um, Fred Payton's defense is going to be key. He's got to defend Trey Young, and if Trey Young goes off, Trey Young it has the ability. But, right, and it's not going to be like he's going to do it for a whole series. He can give you yeah. one or two games where he just goes off and drops mm-hmm. forty on you. Right. So you got to make sure that you have a guy that can slow him down, and Peyton is going to be that guy that you need to do that. Yeah, I I just think that they need to start Derrick Rose because they start off it, they start too slow. It, oh, is it is it because is, is that how you feel? You just feel like uh, yeah, Derrick Rose is just better. Yeah, I think Derrick Rose. Okay. Long term should be the point guard. Him and quickly should be the guys coming off the bench for the Knicks. Um, okay. But I think for the series, though, because at what's at stake, you're playing the same team over and over again. I think mm-hmm. uh, they should start Rose. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going over to the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to start from the very top. Mm. Number one, Utah against number eight Memphis in what I call the NBA TV series. Mm. This is going to be the, this is the series every year. There's a series on NBA TV. Right. And this is going to be the series. Thank you, Memphis, for putting us and giving us the clear cut M- NBA TV series. Okay. Right. So this is it right here. Uh, Utah 3-0 against Memphis during the regular season. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell is coming back. Mm-hmm. Utah, the one seed, one of the better defensive teams. They had the defensive anchor of Rudy Gobert, the stifled tower mm-hmm. in the paint. I'm going to go first on this one. Neither right. of us are Grizzlies or Jazz fans. I got this one 4-0. Mm. Utah is going to run uh, the Memphis Grizzlies out of the building. I think Utah is live. I think Utah can beat the Clippers in the second round if the Clippers advance past Dallas. Utah's no joke. I've been saying that they've been legit all season. And uh, I think they're going to make quick work of Memphis. 4-0, Utah comes back. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell comes back, and Utah will make quick work of the Memphis Grizzlies. So this is – this is I, I do feel that the Utah Jazz will win this series, but I have it going 4-2. And I'm oh, going wow. to tell you why. Number one, I would not be surprised if the Utah Jazz lose game one. Because, mm-hmm. let's forget, Donovan Mitchell's coming back. So, the reason why I say 4-2 is because it's going to take him a little bit to get back to his rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel that, listen, what I saw the other day with John Morant against, uh, you know, let, let's not I get that the Warriors were already a depleted team, but they have they have guys on that roster who have been playoff tested. Looney, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, um, Draymond, Steph, they went in their house. Mm-hmm. And they, not only that, they the you know when what was it pool on that on that foul that that they called when pool kicked his leg out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why Memphis did not um, challenge that because I think that would have been easily reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite all that, what what um, John Morant showed me, and I don't know what it is about their backcourt. I just love their backcourt. I love Ja and I love Dylan. Um, uh, yeah, uh, very intense guys. I think I think that that a couple years from now, 
we're, we're, we're going to be talking, you know, they're coming along, but I believe that they're going to be an elite backcourt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dylan Brooks is a very good defender. Yeah. He can defend and uh, he's uh, can score as well. Yeah. It's so I feel that people like that team is mentally tough. And I feel because spider, you know, because Spider-Man is coming back, he's going to be a little rusty. And I feel that because of that rust, um, Memphis has an opportunity to um, steal a game or two. I, mm-hmm. I feel that I feel that once once he gets his legs underneath him, um, I think they'll be fine moving on after. But I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot tougher than people think. Um, I do feel that the Grizzlies are a mentally tough team. They're young. They're a very young okay. team, but they're mentally tough. And I think they got something. They're building something in Memphis that they didn't have before. And also, I think that, you know, John Morant wants to prove to to, to Conley the reason why they moved on from Conley. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he, but like he has he got a little edge to him. So I think hmm. that that series is going to be 4-2. Okay, 4-2. So mm-hmm. next series, um, I, I have a sweep. You have 4-2. Next series, Lakers and the Suns. The Phoenix Suns were 2-1 against the Lakers uh, during the regular season. The, but the last game, which was the uh, most recent game in April, Anthony Davis went for 42, and they beat Phoenix without LeBron. Now LeBron is back. He's not 100%. Hopefully, like I said, his eye is in good shape. He can see he's no longer seeing three rims. But the Phoenix Suns are the two seed. Chris Paul has been great this season, uh, leading Phoenix kind of back to relevancy. Devin Booker is a star. DeAndre Ayton is a young up-and-coming center who can play at both ends. Mm -hmm. John, what are your thoughts on Phoenix and the Lakers? Phoenix and the Lakers, folks, is going to be 4-3 Lakers. Mm. I, f- I feel that that series is going to go all the way to seven games. Pe- people may say, John, are you crazy? No, no, I think it's going to go seven games. Because I think the reason why, because in game seven, LeBron is going to have to put a Superman cape on and say, all right, Anthony Davis, I gave you your opportunity. I'm going to have to ride this bad. I'm going to have to ride this bad boy home. And he's going to do everything mm-hmm. in his power to ride it home. And, yeah. and close up. Because remember, LeBron James has never lost a first round series ever mm-hmm. in his career. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think I don't think he'll start this year. And and I believe that he's going and, and, and the reason why I say this is because as talented as Anthony Davis is, I question his his like oomph, like his like I'm the man and I'm gonna impose my will on this team. I mm-hmm. question I question that because during his time in New Orleans. He didn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. This, l- let's not forget, his team was beating the Golden State Warriors by 20 points in a game coming into the fourth quarter. And that team allowed Steph Curry to catch fire and beat them in a game that they should have won. Um, when they had, mm-hmm. they had, they had the, let's not forget that playoff series where they had the Warriors on the ropes and they were up by 20. Mm-hmm. And literally, in a matter of nine minutes, the Warriors stormed back, forced the game into overtime, and then Steph Curry sent everybody sent everybody home. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I question that, and I and, and I feel that if this series will go to seven 
because Chris Ball, I don't care what you say. Look at what happened when Chris Ball was on OKC Thunder, how tough they mm-hmm. were, right, to get out. Mm-hmm. You take Chris Paul off that team, and that team didn't make the play. Well, you know, I, I didn't expect them to make the playoffs anyway, but, you know, yeah, that team, you know, literally disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul is going to have those guys playing great basketball, and I feel this series will go to seven. And LeBron, okay. LeBron's going to have to take him home. Okay. All right. So uh, I say that series is going to go to six. I say the Lakers in six. I think the Lakers are going to struggle at first. And I, like I said earlier, if Phoenix wins those first two, then we're live. We're live for, for the series. Lakers are going to be in trouble. They need to split those first two games. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know they're just still trying to get their mojo back, but if they split those first two, then it's gonna be it's gonna be problematic for Phoenix, I think, to win in that series. So I, I got the Lakers going in six. Uh, next matchup, we have the number three seed Denver Nuggets against Portland. Portland was able to defeat Denver on the mm-hmm. last date, last game of the regular season, to earn that sixth spot and stay out of the play-in. What are your thoughts on Denver, who will have Monte Morris back? But this is all about Dame and CJ McCollum. What are your thoughts on this series? Who wins Denver and Portland? This one, uh, I think it might go seven, but I believe Portland will win. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it four three Portland. I feel that Dame, you know, Dame is known for ending people's series. You know, he did it against Harden and he did it against Russ and uh, Pandemic P. So I believe that he mm-hmm. will do it. I feel that he will rise to the occasion in the game seven, drop 45 and send Portland on to the next round. So I feel the loss of Jamal Murray will be felt in this series. Um, Cause honestly, if Jamal Murray was playing, I would say this series would go four games to two, maybe five, you know, maybe five. Cause I just feel oh, that for, for Denver. Okay, um, but because he's not playing, here's the thing: nothing against what's the guy? He's he, is he from like Spain or something? The, the guard they got now, Compazzo. Yeah, Compazzo. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think he can defend either McCollum or or um, Dame, and I feel that his game his game will be neutralized. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the success he had during the season, I think, will be neutralized in the playoffs. And so I suspect that this series, you know, it could be six games, but I think, I think because Denver has so many trees that -hmm. they're going to have substantial rebounding advantages. And, you know, I'm a believer that teams that get a massive amount of second shot opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, can score. I think that uh, CJ and Dame, should be very efficient when it comes to scoring because the guys that are guarding them can't guard them. Let's be, mm-hmm. let's just call it a, let's call a spade a spade. So they should be yeah. able to get easy. They should be able to get easy buckets. Um, And so I say four, three trailblazers. Four, three trailblazers. Four, three trailblazers. Yes. I'm picking Dane Dollar to advance in this series. I think, it's as simple as this. Portland has Damian Lillard. 
and Denver doesn't. Uh, I think Jokic is going to have a great series, but I just mm-hmm. think that Dane, as a player performer, is going to bring his team up to a level that's going to be slightly enough to beat Denver, and they're going to take him out in seven games. I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Our last series is the Dallas Mavericks and the L.A. Clippers, a rematch of last year's first-round series in which uh, the Clippers beat them four games to two. Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, Pandemic P, or Playoff P. Kristaps uh, Porzingis should be available. Um, he's been in and out the lineup the entire season. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, let me go first. Right, you go first on this one. I got the Clippers. Uh, Clippers are healthy. The Clippers um, should be healthy. They, you know, rest the guys enough down the stretch. And they need to make sure that they are not fooling around with the Mavericks because Utah is going to be a ball ready to strike that, that next round. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I got, I, got the, I got the Clippers taking care of the Dallas Mavericks four games to one. This is a four-one series. I think I think the Clippers need to realize what they did. Their attitude last year was not good enough. They need to make sure and make quick work of Dallas. Four-one Clippers. I think Kawhi and Paul George are going to go off in the series. And I agree with you. I agree. This series would be four-one. Um, my concern with Luca, yes, you know, a lot is on him, but his efficiency is what troubles me. Um, mm-hmm. he, he shoots a lot of shots to get his 29, nine and nine that he gets um, per game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just feel that what's going to happen, they're going to have Morris guarding him probably first. Remember they got Batum. Now they can throw a Bach on him. They get, they can throw guys around. I don't think to be honest, I don't think the Clippers even care if Porzingis plays or not. I don't think Porzingis mm-hmm. is going to be effective because and the reason yeah. why, and the reason why I say that is because he's hurt. He's hurt too much. And here's the thing. When the Knicks traded him away at the time they did, I was happy. A lot of people were saying that, oh, you mm-hmm. know, um, Knicks were dumb. I think the organization realized, is he a talent? Yes, but he can't stay healthy. And mm-hmm. Rob, you know me for a long time. I, I, well, you know me all my life. So yes. <laughs> well, well, all your life. OK, but you yes. know that I have a saying that I don't care how good a player is, if he's not available, it is time to move on. Yeah, now, and he's now, always hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, the name of the game is availability. When he's mm-hmm. available, he's very effective. But at the end of the day, when I'm going into playoff series and I and the guy is coming off injury, we all know when you don't play for a while, it takes a couple of games to get, you know, your wind underneath you because you're not mm-hmm. playing. You, you know, basketball is an up and down game for 48 minutes. Yeah, you got to get your conditioning. Yeah, you got, you, you, it, to me, it's all about conditioning. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I love the guy. You know, I, you know, I think, you know, he is the unicorn, but he can't stay healthy. So, it, so, so to me, there's, there's two things that you got to look at. If, if you're constantly getting hurt, maybe you sit out a year. Maybe you say, you know what? I need to sit, sit out, out a whole a, year? No. Nah, sit, sit out a year. See what he said a year out. He sat out the year with the, last year with the Knicks. Yeah, but still, he, he, he either he, he, like maybe he got to fire his brother because I know his brother is like his trainer or whatever. Yeah, he maybe, needs to hire a, a legit trainer. He he needs to hire Grover. He needs to hire the guy that that trained uh, 
Jordan and Michael. Yeah. Because listen, those guys were <laughs> those guys were durable. Now, granted, when they got yeah. older, you know, that you of know, course, they got yeah. yeah, but this guy, the thing is he's still young. He's what, 20? Yeah, he's in his mid twenties. Like 28, 27, 28? Yeah, and he has he has the knees of a like a 45 year old. Right. 45 like I think he needs to look his brother in the eye and say, Bro, I love you, but I have to change something. And you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, the brother can suggest stuff, but he may he may need to he may need to look his brother in the eye and say, "Bro, I got to change something. I'm looking at Mr. Grover here. He's he's coached two Hall of Famers. He trained two Hall of Famers. Um, two of probably the greatest ball players that that ever played the game. I need that guy to train me. Okay. Yeah. So four one. So- so, all right. So, those are our predictions, and we're gonna go now very quickly to wrap up with our NBA Finals predictions. One, I, w- I want you to give me two predictions: the one you want to see, and then the one you believe will take place. Okay. Okay. All right. The one I want to see, and you know, I I really believe this. The one I want to see, I I want to see the Lakers against the Nets, because I feel that all these teams, these super teams that are coming up, are coming around are being put together to take down LeBron James. All right. We could argue the fact that when Jordan played, just imagine this. If players in Jordan's era had the opportunity to do what players can do now, mm-hmm. Would Michael have six rings if Isaiah? Yes, he would still have six no, rings. If, 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 for example, if, for example, um, Portland said, "Hey, um, or let's, or, or, or let's take this. Let's just say, hey, um, Sonics have Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. You know what? Jordan beat us. You know what? We want David Robinson. Let's add David Robinson to this team. Now we got David Robinson, Sean Kemp." And Gary Payton. Could you beat us? Detlef Shrimp, you're coming off the bench, bro. <laughs> Listen, I, I'd say this. I think the Bulls would have beat him anyway. Listen. The Bulls would have beat him anyway. Bulls would have beat him anyway. Michael would have found that he would have averaged 60 if, if he needed to. <laughs> he would have beat, yeah. beat him anyway. My thing is, people, teams are being put together to take down LeBron James. And, and, but, but listen, in, in, the, in the defense, LeBron started it. LeBron got two of his rings teaming up with uh, three. With two other top ten guys, but Rob, did he? Did he start it? Because let's not forget, in 06 yes. and 07, Paul, uh, Paul Pierce. But that was trades. Those were trades. Right. I'm talking about free agencies, just free agents coming together, saying we're gonna play together. LeBron started that, right? But Rob, you, you tell me that Paul Pierce had nothing to do. Paul Pierce didn't go to and say, "Hey." Go get me. Oh, of course. But it, they still had to get trades done. It wasn't like, oh, right. the players got. But the organizations had to get that um, handle. Right. LeBron took less money to go and team up to win trips. I don't have a problem with, with what, right. what he did. Okay. But, let, but, let, but let's not say now if KD's doing it, everybody's banging on KD. Like, oh, look, you trade. No. LeBron no, got no. his ring K- KD? by going to Miami. Rob, Rob, KD was on a team. That had All right. we, this, this is this is a total different um, right, podcast. Right. Let's can, save we, that. Let's save that for another. Yeah, we can save that for a whole different podcast. So you got Lakers Nets is what you want. What do you think is going to happen? 
what I think is going to happen. Um, <laughs> what what I think is going to happen is going to be at the end of the day, Nets are coming out the East. Mm-hmm. Um, Nets will come out the East, and um, you know, honestly, I I think I, I think the Lakers will come out. I do okay. think the Lakers. So I, I do what you want out. is what you think will happen. All right. right. So what I want. As a Nets fan, is Brooklyn and the Lakers, and I want the Brooklyn Nets to stop a absolute mud hole in, in the Los Angeles Lakers. That would make me the most happiest um, in in the uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. What I think is going to happen, I think, is going to be Brooklyn. I think the LA Clippers are going to advance to the NBA Finals. I think this is the year they're going to advance, and everything is lining up. They're not the favorite. They we we're looking down on them because of what happened last year, and I think that's exactly what they need. They need to be underdogs in order to reach their reach their potential. Mm-hmm. So I think the Clippers will win the West, and they will advance to the finals against the Nets. Awesome. So, so that's our NBA playoff preview, guys. We appreciate you guys for listening, for being a brother or a sister, and listening to our uh, podcast. If you guys want to get together, we love the conversation um, on social media. Bloodbrothersballin at gmail.com is our email. You can hit us up. Bloodbrothersballin at gmail.com. And also on Instagram, Brothersballin Podcast. Brothersballin, that's B-A-L-L-I-N, no G, podcast on Instagram. We love the interaction. We love the back and forth, and we look forward to hearing your comments, seeing your reactions. The NBA playoffs are here, guys. This is going to be a whole lot of fun. Buckle up, because this is going to be a whole lot of fun. You guys take care. We love you. Take care. Good night. And watch those playoffs. Make sure you get a lot of sleep, okay, because it's going to be a lot of um, high-paced action. Definitely. Take care. All right. Goodbye. Here we go. Let's mosey on out. We love you folks. Till the next episode.